everyone. This is Terry. You are about to listen to episode 178 of the RC Roundtable. We recorded this episode while Lee and Fitz were with me in Wisconsin to attend the annual EAA AirVenture Airshow in Oshkosh. While it was a very rare treat for us all to be in the same room at the same time, we were forced to improvise quite a bit with our recording equipment. We were also dealing with ambient noise in my basement. We filtered things out as best we could, but I think you will find that this episode sounds different from our normal recordings. Hopefully those differences are not too much of a distraction for you. With that disclaimer out of the way, we invite you to sit back, relax, and pretend you are a round tortilla chip, and let episode 178 flow over you like the nacho cheese fountain at the Sizzler. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. All right, welcome to a very special episode. Super special. Super special special episode, yes, of the RC Roundtable. And no, your eyes are not fooling you. All three of us are occupying almost the same space at the same time. (laughs) Amazingly enough, we are together again. First time in how many years have we actually... Four years. Has it been that long? Yeah, 2019, AMA Expo, California. Wow. Yeah, usually just uh, Lee and I, but Terry's actually (laughs) corporeal. And his... In his workshop. In his workshop. Oh, man. Man, it's, it, 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 I'll probably turn more green <laughs> being in his workshop, which is impressive for me. Which we've already been using. We've been working on there. Yes. We're charging over there. I'm epoxying a plane back there. Let's say you're only seeing a small slice of a beautiful workshop in a basement. Basements. Man, I remember basements. There I was. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, Things not heard of, but I remember basements. I remember basements. I'm a, I'm a, a former Northeasterner, so I, I grew up in basements. Now I live in the South, where apparently basements are a, a, a swear word or something. Well, in Houston, you just can't have a basement because it would be a swimming pool. It would be a swimming pool, indoor yeah. swimming pool. So uh, Terry has graciously let us uh, crash at his place while we are here at Oshkosh. 2023 Air Venture is, of course, the official name of it. And uh, Terry graciously moved to somewhat close to uh, Air Venture, so we have a nice place to stay and hang out. And, of course, we decided to do a live show, not a live show, a show together. What episode is this? I don't know. One, 179? 77? All right, you guys keep talking. I'll look it up. Uh, 170. 170-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so special, it doesn't deserve a number. Right. right. It's a, the, the spectacular. The spectacular fun <laughs> The Oshkosh spectacular. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, since we're here at Oshkosh, we decided we to do a, a roundtable. Oshkosh special. Talk about some things, especially with Terry, because this is your first time. My first time. 178. Episode 178, for the record. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, Terry, uh, what do you think? Uh, we're going to jump right into it. First, first your um, hot takes. Well, the the first thing I have to say is that you, you can't describe it. You, just, you have to experience it. It's, my first day there was Tuesday of this week. And I had parking down at the far end by the ultralights, which is the extreme end of the flight line. And so I parked, I got out, and I started walking. And I kept walking. And I kept walking. And this whole time, I'm surrounded by airplanes and airplane Saturated. And noise. And airplane noise. And people who love airplanes. And helicopters flying over on this side, jets flying over on this side, afterburners blowing my face off right there. Autogyros, name it. Yeah, and it just keeps going and going and going. And... So I'm still, I can't quite wrap my head around the, the full scope of it. It's and you haven't even been everywhere. I, mean, I haven't been to the vendor area yet. I haven't been to the seaplane base. You haven't been North 40? You haven't seen all the... I don't even know what North 40. Yeah, you haven't seen all the private airplanes on the north side. Well, yeah. I thought I had a pretty good appreciation for it a couple days ago. And then yesterday, I took a different path into the museum, which took me all the way around the airport perimeter. But there's the side of the airport where all the stuff is. Then there's the other side, and there are airplanes parked on... Oh, batteries down. Yeah, this is live, right? <laughs> We're talking batteries. There's airplanes parked in every free square inch of that airport. It is just unfathomable. How many people are there? And Maybe we can edit this so while we're talking about that, I can put up a map. Yeah. I just like hand through the whole map, and it's miles. Yeah. Oh, well, the yeah, point yeah. is, come to Oshkosh. 
be prepared to walk, be prepared to spend a few days just to take it in. You can't and do this in a day. It's like the Smithsonian. Yeah. I've never been to the right. Smithsonian, but everybody has said you got to spend two or three days yeah, to the, the Air and Space Museum. I don't know if you need a whole week. So I have week-long tickets, and by the end, I'll have gone six of those days, but not full days. And as an airplane enthusiast, that'll probably be enough for me. We go do some walking around. We watch the air show. They have an air show every day and sometimes at night. Um, but really for the people who fly in, people who restore their antique airplanes or they build their own, there are nonstop workshops all day long for these people. And yeah, so I can see where seminars things. Yeah. And, and can, the funny part is this is called the RC round table. He's talking about full scale. We haven't even talked about the RC evening flying. And so yeah, we'll we that. add that to this whole repertoire. You know, the whole yeah. list of things to do here. You you need to spend uh, at least three days if I if I have to give you a minimum. Yeah. So that's the takeaway. We're going to talk about stuff that, from our perspective, but really, it's meaningless until you get there it's, and just see it for it's yourself. It's a true assault on the senses. Yeah. <laughs> and the feet. In a good way. Although you can rent little buggy hover rounds, what do they call them? Like scooters. Scooters. Yeah. 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 scooters. And people have their own personal transportation, too. They can drive. If you're into getting your steps on your watch or oh, app, yeah. whatever, yes, you will get your steps and, and extras to take home with you. Yeah. <laughs> also worth noting, I don't like crowds, just in general, but how many people are here? 100,000 or something oh, like that? No, 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 no. Higher than that. The traffic yeah. getting in? Right, no problem. Aircraft. <laughs> traffic getting out? No problem. Yeah, wait, that's true, yeah. You got to go pee? Go pee. There's no line? You need <laughs> well, food? Well, wait. <laughs> don't just pee. There are... <laughs> a little bit more specific Just there. find a plane. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Terry's right as far as getting out. They, the police really do, do a good job of rerouting all the roads to make things smoother. In fact, uh, near the museum where I typically park, um, they have an exit there that they will take all three lanes and just cone it out so people can just quickly get on, was it 41? Yep, the north of the yeah. highway. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, uh, this is the 70th anniversary. 70th anniversary. So, they, I guess they figured out how to hurt all these people. <laughs> now, if we could just get them yeah, to do that down in Houston for after football games and right. stuff. All right, I'm going to go turn off the dead gum charger. You guys keep talking. Oh, all right. Well, see you, Terry. Nice, nice knowing you. Yeah, that That's all we get from Terry. He's going to come right in front of the camera. <laughs> Trip over. No editing. So, Fitz, you haven't been here since when? Uh, I think it was 2014 was the last time I was here. Tell the audience what's changed since 2014 for you. Well, not a lot, really. It's it's a lot of the same. It's just you got some newer aircraft uh, that weren't here before or something. It was neat to see the Shot Cub. I remember I did one of the yeah. reviews I did was the RC Model Shot Cub, and I'm walking, and I look, that's a Shot Cub! <laughs> <laughs> And so I don't think you were with me, but uh, was, it, was it was it you or was it Austin was probably Austin with me. was with me. My son is here, by the way. And uh, uh, don't tell him, but I, I kind of touched it because we're, <laughs> we're asking about the leading edge slats. Yeah. Like, oh, Terry was with me. Yeah, my wife and I. Yeah, oh, okay. Terry and his wife were with me when we saw the shot cub, and we're curious because there was no good information online about how the how the leading edge slats work. And so nobody's around. I kind of Terry asked the question, how they work? I was like, well, they're just free floor. They kind of grabbed it and, and flipped it up a little bit very carefully. And Terry, Lee says, uh, Terry goes, uh, there's a sign that says, don't touch it. <laughs> like, don't wipe those fingerprints off. <laughs> but I got a, good, a couple of good pictures and stuff of it. But that's one of the things. It's a new. It's neat to see the newer aircraft. And of course, there's a different mix of stuff. There's a few things we'll talk about later that, that were not here last time I was here. Yeah. And I didn't get to see the seaplane area last time I was here as well. Well, or much of the ultralight area. That's the whole area that I never got around to getting to. Because last time I was here, I was semi-working, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to go walk around. Uh, but it's uh, it's some of the same place. Like, I saw a uh, uh, Prescott Pusher. I'm pretty sure it's the same one I saw in 2014, which was kind of neat to see. Some old favorites and some newer stuff that you see. So, uh, And, of course, there was no F-35s when we were flying around back then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So it was still, it's, so every time you come here, it's a different mix of stuff. Well, and you didn't see the fireworks show when you were here. I did not see the fireworks show or the night show. So that was also new for me. So there's still a whole bunch of stuff new that was to see. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't been, you must at least stay Wednesday or Saturday. Because yeah. those are the two nights they do the evening or a night show and fireworks. And that wall of fire is pretty, I mean, from where <laughs> we were sitting, we felt yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you felt that much heat from like, oh, oh, oh. So I my eyebrows at yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you describe the night show? It's a aviation spectacular. Jazz hands. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of different stuff. There's a... Well, the a, Super Chipmunks, you know, obviously... It, what's nice about that one is that that's 
plane flies with the fireworks. Right, but yeah. it could be any airplane. You never see the airplane. You only see the stuff shooting <laughs> yeah, out. Well, the chip- now, except for the chipmunk, because he has LEDs oh, through the whole right. wing pan. Yeah, it looks like a bottle airplane. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. yeah, and I got a, I have a really nice shot I took on, on Facebook for the AMA, so you can go yeah. check it out. So, so it was like an RC night flyer, but yeah. Full scale. Yeah. 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 And the fireworks, and the plane flying around the fireworks at low level. Right. Oh, maybe almost. <laughs> and then last night, right after the RC, you and I saw, I guess it was skydivers. Yeah. yeah. That had like the long streams of flames. The, Coming out of them behind them. Coming out of back or something. I don't yeah. know what's going Yeah, on. but they didn't do that. You said it was last night? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, we were packing up the RC here. Okay, yeah. so on Wednesday, when we were in, when I was out there holding spots for the fireworks show, they didn't have the night skydivers, and I was waiting for them. Hmm. So it's interesting. See, again, a reason why you need to be here multiple nights, because you're gonna you might miss something that was the night before. <laughs> you need another day or two to see it. Well, you're guaranteed to miss lots of things, no matter what. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's always something going on. They have a daily air show starting at 2 o'clock Yep. Various things. Yeah, know. it doesn't repeat each day. It's, yeah. it's different every yeah, time. We had L39s flying around formation. We had a whole bunch of um, uh, Corsairs were flying in formation. You know, I'm we're doing... <laughs> I'm thinking about our recording right now. we got a camera on us right now, but I'm thinking about those people who are driving and listening to it. And I'm afraid we're going to spend four or five hours trying to cut in what's normally several days to yeah. explain everything you can see. And I gotta, I'm going to try to keep us rolling because we could get lost in every yeah. single thing you can do. Uh, for example, we all went to Warbirds, correct? You went to Warbirds? I actually didn't. Oh, you, you haven't didn't? been there yet? Oh, not yet. Oh, oh, I don't know. Close to it, but then we got distracted. So Terry and Austin were there. They, I, I caught up with them. You know, for me, the sad thing is no P-38 again. Oh, right. You know, and I don't know why. But there's a P-47, which there? I've never seen a P-47 fly before. And I think it's in the air show today. Oh, right. So there you go. Yeah, Look at that. Razorback. The beautiful right? Razorback yeah, P-47, Razorback, yeah. yeah. But that's right there. That's a visit. That's because, I, and we couldn't get to the actual uh, line out there because they blocked it off because planes were leaving. The T-28s mm-hmm. were coming out. So we couldn't go see a lot of the other planes. Like the T-33 was out there. Right. And that Russian jet that we saw. We could, oh, the MiG-17? Yeah. So no, there's yeah. tons of cool stuff on the line. So I haven't got a chance to see all that yet. I would have taken pictures of all that, like the Sky Raider. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of nice pictures before previous years, so it would be nice to see that. Um, but there's a nice little store, a nice Warbird store out there, What I highly recommend you go visit if you're into Warbirds. Uh, I like what George Wilson put on our Facebook page when I posted photos. He made the same comment to a couple of your photos that you posted. Says, you got to take pictures of both sides of the airplanes, just in case you want to build one. Oh, and, he, oh, oh, oh. He, and so that is good advice. I'm going to share that advice. So if you're out here and you're getting ideas for aircraft, he's absolutely right. Do go, go full. Normally, I'm just taking one picture. I'm walking on. You don't have time to do all that. <laughs> Speaking of that, there was a, a helicopter. I think it was a Volcow 105. And on one side, the library is normal. The other side, everything's upside down. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's funny you mention that. Usually, I, I carry my camera around at air shows, and I'm constantly taking pictures. I haven't taken my camera there once. Wow. I, well, A, it's been hot as blazes, and oh. I don't want the extra burden. But B, I'm just trying to soak it all in. I don't think I have the extra capacity to, to be taking photos as well. Yeah, I've been on and off again with my Canon. So. And there's lots of people going around taking pictures. So if you want to see photos of Oshkosh, just oh, go online. Sure they're they're there. Yeah. yeah, There actually is a Facebook group out there for photographers and videographers that has some good material out there. And boy, someone had been sharing some night photos during the fireworks. I don't know how those guys do it. It's out of my league, man. It's just, there was a guy who has these this great shot of the guppy, which, by the way, the guppy's here. Was. I think it left. Was here. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, is was here. <laughs> and uh, all the... You know, he got a great angle, so he got a nice time-lapse photography with the guppy all lit up. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing to mention is during the, during the week, things come and go. It's right. not a static show. So, you know, one day, like I said, the guppy was here, and they gone the uh, dream lifter. Was the dream lifter. Uh, this is for my son, Austin, a uh, big Boeing fan. Uh, the Dreamlifter was here. He did get to see it, and then he was desperate to watch it take off. So we were here at your house, you know, and he was like, Dad, we got we got to go. It's, it's taking off. I see the schedule. I we 
haul butt down there. I dropped him off at the gate. He ran to the flight line and said, in five minutes, that thing was taken off. Oh, right. And so he did get to see the Dream Lifter. And it's a funky-looking airplane. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to eat too much. Uh, but you're and, right. Go ahead. And then, uh, and then but I guess to, to segue off of that, we saw the Constellation coming. Yeah, I was about to jump in there. He okay. beat me to it. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. You bastard. Uh, yeah, the Lockheed Constellation, she's gorgeous. That thing yeah. is just beautiful. And boy, I tell you, when you guys were there waiting for me and I got there, huge crowd around that Connie. Oh, really? Wow. A huge crowd. And then I'm going to tack on to the little conversation we had while we were there because right next to the Connie was the B-29 dock. Yes. And we kept doing a double take. We'll post photos of this. But we were going back and forth, and man, that Connie just seemed to overlook the B-29. It did. But I looked it up last night. The B-29 does have a larger wingspan. By what, inches? No, <laughs> no, it's actually quite a bit different. It was, oh, I forgot the numbers. One, one is 141. I think that was the, the B-29. I think the Constellation was like 120. It's just so weird to see. Think, you look at but, their Connie, and you go, God, it's a huge state. And then you see B-29. The, the yeah. doc looked like it was a low rider. It was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the props were yeah. two inches off the ground. <laughs> but you made a good point about why it was low. Explain that. Uh, loading the bombs. I usually get bombs in the belly when it's low and versus... Ten feet up in the air. All right. <laughs> so you guys noticed something about the landing gear on the Connie, right? And did you tell Fitz what you I haven't? Oh, I haven't. Here's the big reveal. You want to jump on that? Yeah. So, All right. So I'm going to I'm going to read it to you. Well, so. we should explain. Okay. You have to show the audience what it looked like. Okay. So we noticed. Are uh, we looking at the nose gear of the constellation? And the the wheels, the front nose gear, are not parallel. They're actually V-shaped, looking straight on. Therefore, the bottom of the wheels are closer together than the tops of the tires. And we're wondering. That's if it looks odd. We're wondering why did they do that? All right. But so we well, go ahead. If you want to introduce, no, you, go ahead. Uh, five seconds to guess, and we're going to let you know this uh, answer from an expert in landing. Well, yeah. Lucky for us, we know a landing gear engineer, our buddy Mason, who worked on the landing gear for Strata Launch, which big arse plane. Don't know if his landing gear are like this. But, <laughs> yeah. right. but so, I've seen yeah. you know, tractors like that, but it's oh, not, right. yeah, but that's not, true. not plowing fields unless they you know, are for some reason. So this is fun. This is this is what's great about our community sharing information and, and, and knowledge because I had none. We had no idea why that was that. But our friend Mason sent me an email because I sent a picture of Fitz doing this in front of the wheel. What's WTF, this? Man. Mason do exactly what you're doing. And he said, why the splayed axle on the nose gear wheels that has a real purpose on the Connie. The reason is for traction of the tires when steering. The entire gear leg has trail, has trail, and you put that in quotes, like a motorcycle, otherwise known as a rake angle. Okay. So we know it's a rake forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that forward angular position of the nose gear has the strut sticking out. When the steering is moved to an extreme left or right position, a straight axle would cause the outside tire to lift off the ground. Okay. So they splay the axle in a way that keeps both tires more so planted uh, than a straight axle. So due to the forward rake angle of the main the nose gear, it's got so, okay. Yeah. And that is, by the way, that's another amazing. I have we have photos of it, but that whole nose gear is just it's really humongous. You know, and again, they just had to bring everything up because of those big props. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of a fascinating plane. The more you look at it, the, you know, the triple tail, the really long landing gear. Uh, it was, it's, if you look at it from the side, it's got this weird sort of banana shape to it, or double banana yeah. sort of weird. It's it's an interesting aircraft. The cockpit looks actually pretty small. It does. It's kind of a tight because it was a. Um, a Orion, I think a Lockheed Orion next to it, or something, the more modern uh, marine patrol aircraft. Oh. And the cockpit, and it, it's the, the plane itself is either the same size or maybe a little bit smaller, but the cockpit area looks huge compared to the Constellation. And of course, the Constellation had a, uh, a troubled beginning, if I remember correctly, a bunch of them crashed. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look up the history, it had, I think it was at a point where the airliners were like, I don't know if we want this thing. It's. Uh, has a troubled history, safety history, but I think they worked it all out eventually. Yeah. Well, I like that it's from Texas. Lewis yeah, Air Legends, big no Texas idea. flag on yeah. one of the rudders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but the cups I gave you are from the Texans. Uh, okay. That's no accident. Oh, okay. It was neat. I had to mention it did a flyby uh, uh, ah, right at the flight line because he had his little radio, Cruzy or something, a little radio. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, is that a Constellation, he pulled up the radio and we can hear him talking. And he did a, a low flyby gear up and then came around and geared down and landed, basically touched down just right in front of yeah, us. Yeah, you guys got great video. Really yeah, we'll right share that video. Us, yeah. Austin grabbed it. 
And then there was some nice puff of smoke as the weirs screeched up. It almost, I mean, when it was coming down, I mean, it was like, oh, flare, flare, flare. But he just, you know, it was almost a three point landing the way it came down. He just landed. I don't know. He's still working out his landing techniques. Back to Terry. So, Terry, planes, interesting planes that you've seen here. Something that, you know, caught your eye, you stopped, you walked around a little bit longer than. Interestingly, and this was when I was walking around with Fitz the other day, there's just a lot of really unique stuff in the ultralight area. You could roam around there and just all day. Yeah, there's and, some cool ultralights. And some for sale, cheaper than we expected, which yeah. makes you pause for a moment. <laughs> and there was one in particular while you were fondling the shot cub. Yeah. I was looking at that one behind you that you later saw. There was a canard yeah, the ultralight canard, yeah. covered with like ripstop nylon or something. And we were looking at uh, like your twin otter, all kind of loosey-goosey, nothing's quite aligned. That's how that ultralight was, but I'm sure it flies just fine. Yeah, I guess when you're flying at, you know, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> FAA <laughs> loves that. I'm sure it flies. Little <laughs> seal of approval. Flies, <laughs> but that's the interesting thing to me. It's nuts and bolts and tubes and nylon put together and dadgummit, it flies. So whatever... It takes all the mystery out of airplanes. It's not magic. It's just science and people doing stuff. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> so the reason I'm laughing is that I had, when I grabbed lunch the other day and I was sitting at a table, a guy was sitting there, we were just hammering about, you know, flying and stuff, and he used to have an ultralight. He goes, yeah, I got rid of my ultralight plane once I was in the air and I hit, got hit like by 50 mile an hour winds and got <laughs> thrown around and, you know, nearly wet myself. And I landed and I sold it the next day. <laughs> I was like, okay. Landed backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that being said, uh, Bailey Bomber, Bailey's Bomber is here, and it's for sale. It is. And I sent a photo, I don't know if any of you are uh, uh, also for Texas Warbird Thunder, there's a Facebook group, uh, stuff we do for at Bomber Field in Monoville, Texas, but I shared the photo of it, said, who wanted to have the largest RC plane at Bomber this year, because this one's for sale. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> of course, scale servos. We can put some digital servos in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, it's a third scale? Third scale, third scale B-17. Yeah. Four rotators. Your feet go in the nose. Yeah. Your, yeah. your eyes go in the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> your head's the turret. <laughs> your butt's in the belly turret. Yeah. <laughs> your, your butt's in the Bomber Bay. The bomber bay. <laughs> But it's pretty. It is pretty. Uh, the first year I saw it here, he had uh, had a rough landing, so he had some damage oh, to God. his uh, his main. But it was neat to see. It was right in the front there. You can walk around it almost far. Yeah. Now, speaking of third scale, there was one flying. There was a um, two-third scale P-51. Oh, that, that thing looked good. That thing was awesome. It's I didn't sound, even know it was two-third. Right? It sounded a lot like a real P-51. Yeah, usually those scale reproduction warbirds, there's something just a little bit proportionally off about them. Yeah. But this one this looks, one looks spot on. Which one? Was this the blue one? It was, I don't know. It was in the it's air the show. Blue and silver. It's called a, uh, was it FW-51 or something? I had yeah, it's carbon fiber and other oh, stuff. Yeah, it was fancy. SW, SW-51. It's made by a German company, which was interesting. Yeah, guy, a, yeah, I was like slightly ironic. That's like <laughs> there's a lot of irony to that. And the guy who's speaking, he does this, this German accent. Yeah, how do we now have the V fifty one with the Rotax engine? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 certified. I think I think you buy them ready to go. Well, I didn't catch price, but it was just really neat. I was like, do you have any others? Do you have a zero? Or, a yeah, I was wondering. I wanted to ask. I was like, do you have any like 109? Reenactment time. <laughs> but it would be neat if they did have a series of those because it was just really, really cool. I mean, you have your own little to, to fly around in. You can't take anybody with it, but it has a little hot rod personal transport. It'd be yeah, I'm cooler than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to the air show, I'll admit here in front of you, just us three, that I'm a little bit disappointed by the air shows, and I'm not sure why. It's been a long time since I've been to an air show, but they don't flow from beginning to end. It's, I think, two hours long, the way they schedule it. But they'll do a thing, and then there's kind of a gap, and then they'll do another thing, and a gap, and another thing. So maybe I'm just hard to please. The things, once they're there, they're really cool, but there's just not a smooth flow in the ones I've seen so far. Terry and I had this conversation, and I told him, it is usually not that slow. We were, in fact, we were kind of making fun of the gaps, because they were just talking about anything. <laughs> you know, oh, man, that reminds me of my peanut butter sandwich I had the other day. You know, there's just, it was too long, so I'm sad about that, because it was never like that when I was watching the show. It was it was nonstop. So, I want to have a dissenting opinion. Okay, go ahead. I'm here, primarily, not really for the air show, per se. It's a nice icing on the cake, but I, I'm really interested in the stuff on the ground as far as all the things you can see and look at, 
the, ex- the, the expositions, expositions, the the displays. Right. Uh, the intro is nice. I'm not knocking it, but um, you know we have air shows in Houston that are high high octane that kind of stuff. But, yeah. No Thunderbirds, uh, no Blue Angels. Yeah, no, and that's no, fine with me. I'm not here to see Thunderbirds, Blue Angels. Before, so I'm surprised they didn't have them this year. Yeah. I I'd like to see the, the the odd and unusual stuff flying around. I mean, like right. the Constellation and the P fifty one we mentioned, a few other odd oddball like seeing a bunch of gliders in formation or power gliders flying around. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, the Schweitzer. Yeah, the Schweitzer. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that's something you don't see every day. So yeah, that's fine. So but you know, I'm not it, for me it, it's it's not a big deal. Well yeah. and, and going to that, the almost every day show is different. Yeah. So yeah. you have to watch to see some of the variety. Like when there was, I think maybe it was when we were watching, they had the smaller planes, like the Breezy was out. Mm-hmm. So they had a couple of unique airplanes that were flying around that the next day they didn't have at all. The I thought the Growler demonstration was great. I think. Is that an F-18? F-18 Growler. I and I believe oh, both, yeah. both crewmen were women. So I think they were doing carrier stuff and fly. Your that explains it. Okay, Uh-oh. so I was oh, okay. Let's go. All right, let's go. I saw Vince. something odd, and I wanted to ask him, but I didn't get a chance. So I was in the one of the shops, and there was a it was a there was a guy, but he was in a, this obviously either a pilot or part of the flight crew. He was wearing he a flight overall, suit. Flight suit. He had a patch. I was trying to say uniform, but I thought I was waiting for him was, to say like armor. Well, <laughs> you know the, the, the onesies okay. that they wear. Okay. He had a patch, and it had a figure, and it was like a female. It says, "Fly like a girl." Oh. Okay. I was like, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, maybe it was just you. So it must have been, you said it was all, all female. Yeah, it must so have been their squadron or something. I could just barely get a glimpse, but they Squadron's did bad. carrier landings. Oh, nice. And they came in, you know. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of the F 16 landing? Just it's, way, 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 the landing, and then the F 8 rock. Yeah. So they did. They came in hard. I was like, man, that must be uh, ouchie. Hope you have some good F 18s. Oh, I know. They, yeah, the that gear is lit for that. But yeah, I like the I like the growler just, uh, demo. It's just loud. Yeah, it was extremely yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the F twenty two. Oh, was, look, the F twenty two. I'm still. Yeah, I my tinnitus had kicked up a couple months ago, and now I'm I've been carrying earplugs in it. It's been it's making making it tolerable. Yeah. You know, again, we're running through almost every little aspect. Some things that I thought about that we we didn't discuss. Uh, the hangars. If you're a full-scale pilot and you haven't been here, there are four large hangars or kind of uh, what is that, west of Boeing Plaza. Boeing Plaza is kind of the center show of everything. These hangars, just tons of vendors that sell supplies for full-scale pilots. And, you know, for us, not, not a lot of stuff. And there's some, like, there's some massage chairs you can go into and, <laughs> and jewelry and stuff. But, I mean, there is just so much. I mean, that is enticing because you just see the kind of technology that's out there right now. The glass panels. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, Garmin had an interesting display. You walk in their building, there's a bunch of different, they have, of course, all their multifunction displays and stuff that they're advertising. And a couple of them, you look behind, and they were advertising their autopilot systems, and they have, like, an add-on autopilot system that you can add to a normal aircraft. And they literally have they, big servos. They even say servos on the side. It says autopilot servos, and they got these drums that you can attire, attach the... Um, uh, control wires, mm-hmm. control uh, cables too, and had these heavy duty connectors on them. I was playing with them. They had a couple of different, well, and then some of them looked like regular RC servos, just embiggened right. with metal, you know, control arms on them and stuff. It was just really neat to see that. And, uh, well, that goes back to what I was saying before. It's just the stuff we're already familiar with. Bigger. It's not. Yeah, embiggened. Yeah. yeah, it's not magic. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of neat stuff to see. But what is RC related? Horizon is here with stuff, and they're selling things. Yes. They're selling things. Yeah, and yeah. people are flying things yeah. that they just bought at the Horizon store. Right. Yeah, your son and I stopped by the booth, and we, we chatted with him for a bit. And uh, they had a lot of stuff, and, mm-hmm. and we saw a couple of familiar faces there as well. So. Flight test is here. Flight test is here. But yeah, they have a booth here, too. I haven't yeah. seen theirs yet. We'll yeah, we're going to swing by there today. Okay. Um, yeah, they were at the Oh, my gosh. Also. Let's talk about if you're swinging by where flight test is. There's a flea market. Like, you guys haven't been there yet. No. Have you been there before? I have no where it is. <laughs> so, there's a section uh, that's here on site. Not in, like, it's kind of off to the slip between, like, Camp Shoulder, where people camp, right before you get into the main gate, where it's just outdoor vendors. You know, it's and it's a plethora of stuff. Uh, that's where Austin got his little 747 right. escape handle. Okay. And, and it's just big pile. His tent was just parts thrown in there. It says, you know, buy what you want. You know, all these accessories from planes. Spinners, props, you know, and then there's a... Uh, 
you know, a, there's a lot of accessories. This is like where you get the people selling silverware or super Teflon. You know, they have little dem- demonstrations there. But the flea market is a lot of fun, and there is one in particular. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, this guy has a huge. I mean, it's a large tent, bigger than this, bigger than this room of just tools. <laughs> tools for. Wow. Yeah, look at you see this perk up. I mean, just all kinds of tools and accessories for working on planes. But I mean, like hemostats, you know, like that's we use those all the time. So uh, tons of wiring equipment. And again, most of the electronic stuff would be in those hangars. But if you just needed some other accessories, tie downs for your other aircraft and waxes and stuff, the flea market is great. So there's a lot. I mean, you're going to have to get that map out and. You probably need a pin everywhere you've been because you're going to realize there's a lot of places you're going to travel. Well, I want to go back to the air show for a minute because my favorite performance so far, and I'm not being biased here, but legitimately, legitimately, my favorite performance was R.J. Gritter. Oh, yeah. Who we know. We met him at E-Fest 2016, a long time ago. His decathlon. Right. Super decathlon, or I don't know, some. It's a super decathlon. Okay, um, but he did an aerobatic routine. It was low, low energy because it does, doesn't have a ton of horsepower. Like two hundred. Yeah, it's so he stayed low, but very smooth and very. Did you see his slow roll maneuver? Yeah. How did that? I mean, it just was on the rail. Oh, is, right. it, is that when he did it like ten feet off the ground? Yeah, off the ground. Yeah. And I, did it sustain? Did it? you see the photo I shared on Facebook from AMA? No, not because I have him inverted. Like right in front of us, you can just see his little head dangling down. <laughs> so there's plenty of routines that have extra 300 and stuff, with lots of power. They're going up, they're hovering, hanging up, and stuff. Those are fun to watch, but RJ's was just—I don't know—it was uh, artistic, and I—it was fun to watch. And again, we were—that's another thing I found out. There's really no bad place to watch the air show. You're—you can see everything from anywhere, except for the guy who's standing in front of you with his kid on his shoulders. I haven't run into Yeah, that. that was not good. <laughs> right before you showed up for the night show, I had to pick up all our stuff and move. Because this guy was just walking around with this girl and like stand I was like, what the heck? So yeah, avoid the people who were standing in front of you. <laughs> so sorry, that was my funnest part. Yeah, but you're right, you are up close and personal with yeah. this stuff. Surprisingly close. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed RJ's show and um and they you know, they have somebody talking while he's performing. They made a point of saying he came up through the R C ranks and and oh, really? learned what he's doing there, yeah. and he became an accomplished RC aerobatic pilot. And uh, then he went into full scale, and now he's an aerospace engineer and, and does these air shows. So oh. I thought that was cool. Over us yet? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, now back to swap shop and vendor stuff. Um, well, while we're kind of we'll segue with the RC, let's talk about RC flying field. Well, that's your domain. That's my domain. So, <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, the AMA uh, hosts a flying event at, on Pioneer Runway. It is a grass strip behind the EAA Museum, which, by the way, that's another thing you need to put on your list of things to do, is to go visit the museum. The There's a brand-new education center. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, that the building, like where the white tents were, where we parked, that building's actually new. Oh, okay. That's a new education. Because it said something academy or on the back of it. It had a different name. I was wondering what it was. So, well, I mean, we all say it's behind the museum. It technically is, but there's a new section now that's the education center. Beautiful. We'll need to go in there. And we have access to the Pioneer Runway where they've been normally giving Bell, is it 47? Yes. Uh, Helicopter rides. When they're done. Yeah, okay. Think match, except you're not in the little (laughs) rescue pods. Face down. (laughs) Uh, So uh, around 6.15, 6.30, we're given clearance to have access to Pioneer Runway. We have a setup there to have six pilot stations, and then we also provide, and I'm going to point to these guys, uh, training sessions or flight experiences where we have instructors uh, bring people who've never flown model airplanes or didn't bring a model airplane so that they can fly some of these fun hobby zone aero scouts like the one I'm repairing <laughs> that had an incident. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another story. Save for another episode. And that is a lot of fun. We were so busy last night. Yeah. Um, so we run from, say, 6.30 to about 8.15. Kind of the time where it gets dark and we start losing orientation just due to the sun's location. Well, 
yesterday it was getting cloudy, so in front of us we we're facing a bank of gray clouds. Exactly. Yeah. The aeroscout I'm flying is silver. It's, <laughs> so Ken was flying and he banked left. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I hope you can see it. I can. So and so yes, I I was the safety officer safety officer last night, and I had to uh, you know put my fist down and say, "We guys, we got to bring it down." But it was crowded last night, and that's good stuff for us. We like we had so many people. Flight tests also showed up, had a couple of their crew with them, and they were flying their planes. Um, I guess I'll skip the little episode, right? Do we want to talk about the little uh, Spitfire? Oh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Go ahead. It lived up to his name. <laughs> which yeah, which which syllable? <laughs> uh, normally, the only things that we've had go wrong is that there are a whole bunch of tree. Well, first off, let me let me talk about our flight rules because there's a number one rule we have flying out there, and that is see and avoid. Because not only do we have or are we on an active airport that's flying jets overhead and Corsairs, busiest airport in the world. Yeah, it's you know, so we're having to tell people it's like when you see planes coming over us, and they literally will come over our heads at the RC flying site. We also have a ton of static models that are on the ground, and you cannot hit them. So there's like a C-47 directly out in front of us. How many yards would you say that was? A little over 100, maybe? Yeah. Okay. And some other aircraft. So we basically say you just don't want to hit those. But just to the right of that C-47 are a whole bunch of airplane-grabbing trees. And they took two of our planes earlier this week, and I got down mine, which is over there, being repaired, and uh, another uh, 3D foamy. So we're trying to avoid that at all costs. <coughs> but last night we had a nice little fun incident where a guy was taking off with a Spitfire, and, uh, you know, it's grass, and it's tiny little gear. It's rough grass. And he tried to take off, nosed over at full throttle, tail came down, and then the smoke came out. <laughs> and it kept coming out. So I quickly pulled it off the runway. Like a cheetah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was a little, a little nervous about that. But the good news is we put out the fire. Um, we were ready. We were prepared. My buddy Jeff had a big bucket of sand that we just dumped on that thing and snuffed the fire out. So <laughs> all was saved. I mean, we didn't have anything melt to the ground. But except for what you mentioned, just the hard ability to see the planes. I was watching all last night, and everybody was having a good time, and oh, we yeah. had, like, one tiny midair, a little bitty thing, just, like, more of a bump, right? Okay. Uh, I didn't see the midair last night. Yeah, they kept flying. They yeah. Kept off each other, kept flying. I had a midair two nights ago. I was flying an Aeroscout, and somebody with a motion crusader came up, gave me a little love tap on the tail, and we both flew away. Love tap was the better yeah. use, yeah, so... A lot of fun. We do that all week. We'll have it tonight. I'm not sure we do Saturday. We've been talking about this. So we, we, oh, last I heard, we're not. Okay, so we, don't, we won't do it Saturday, mainly because everybody's trying to run out to go to the fireworks, and it's usually pretty dead. Yeah. Saturday's fireworks is typically the most popular, so uh, I will give you this advice. When I came in 27 for, 2017 for the first time, and I went online and did some research, someone had told me, you know, if you want to see the show, if you want to see the fireworks, get up at 8 a.m. morning, 8 a.m. in the morning, Take your chair, put it right down the front line, and stay there. <laughs> and I did. And I'm saying that's exactly the right thing to do because we got to see the best show. Fireworks are amazing. And if you thought we felt the heat on Wednesday, fits. <laughs> it was holy. My whiskers were all curled yeah, over. It was it, it was amazing that night. So uh, anyway, RC flying is a lot of fun. Uh, if you ever uh, get a chance, if you drive out there, bring a plane. If you can't. We have planes that we can let you fly. And, I'll, and Terry will be here. Terry will be a little sponsor. You can... Uh, <laughs> Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Terry will bring out his planes. I, I just think point Terry, the plane's here. It just has Terry to bring it out there for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a couple of people that knew how to fly, and they just right. didn't, couldn't bring a plane. They just wanted to... Oh, the little kid. Uh, there's a kid who he said, I, I know how to fly and everything, and I told him to go to you. How was that? Uh, I don't know. I had several kids who were pretty darn good. Like little kids, just give them the transmitter and see you later. Well, no, um, I didn't take their word for it. Always, I would say, tell you what, I'll take it up and hand you the transmitter. You take it around once, show me that you know your stuff, and then we'll turn off safe or whatever. And yeah, it worked fine. Okay, because this kid was just like, I know how to fly. I've been flying for years. I was like, I said, well, I don't know you. <laughs> so then let him, you know, he'll he'll let you have the plane if you're doing good, then you can have at it. Right. And then I had one kid from South Africa. He and his dad showed up, and he had flown back home, but he had not flown an Aero Scout. But the funnest thing was he would count his maneuvers. And like, can I do a hammerhead? So sure. Okay, we'll add up, two, three. He was actually, <laughs> and I was like, I'll just sit there, have fun with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go grab a drink. Exactly. <laughs> you don't so, need me. When we were at the seaplane base, there was somebody telling me that there's like this whole huge South African contingent, apparently. Huh. They like have this whole section. 
for themselves with tents and like like big tents, like you know carnival tents or whatever. And then they're all they all like dine together and cook, and it was it was some some big thing, like a couple hundred of them or something like that. That's quite a pilgrimage. Yeah, we need to do that for RC Roundtable. Let's have our own little big RC (laughs) Roundtable tent. (laughs) (laughs) Would everybody come? But yeah, RC flying was fun, and unfortunately, because there was a list of people, dozens every night, um, we have to keep it short. It's like three or four orbits per kid, and then we got to move on. But <laughs> go ahead, kid, you bother me. <laughs> usually, when somebody asks if I'll train them or help them out, I'm like, I'll do it, but it's, I don't look forward to it. It's not fun to train people. This experience has been fun, and first of all, Aero Scouts are fun to fly. But I don't know, just the kids. Everybody has a great attitude. Everybody's yeah. there. And I guess maybe because it's not their airplane, they they don't have the usual nervous energy that most new pilots do. It's it's been low key and and great, and a couple close calls, but nothing major. Knocking on wood for tonight. Well, speaking of that, that young kid from South Africa, when he knew he could get a pin that said "I flew at Oshkosh," we give those to people who fly out in the, either if it's training or if they brought their airplane. He thought that was the coolest thing. He's like, yeah, I flew at Oshkosh. Right. And that's exactly how I felt in 2017 when I brought my Thunder and Lightning. Yeah. I was like, it is so much fun to you know, have all those planes in the background. And when I was here, Marge, the P-38, was okay. sitting right next to me. Oh. <laughs> so it was a full, it was full of fun time. What's else are, what else is on our list? Fitz? I'm not done yet. Uh, oh, wait, but wait, yet. there's more. Sorry, Terry. But uh, people we know where they're flying, too. So people who have their own stuff and... I guess they're ready to fly. They can just come out there and fly. They do their safety brief, and you're good to go. So uh, Dan Spawnholz was out there, and Tony Lewis, and Adam, Adam Woodworth. Adam Woodworth with Wing. Do you want to talk about the, so, the special plane? Wing, his special plane. <laughs> well, yeah, well, first off, Wing was sponsoring the event out there, so working with EAA and AMA, uh, Wing was sponsoring the event. So we gave them some demo time for their uh, demo drone delivery and that was a lot of fun, but Adam also brought his own little concoctions with him, and one of them is a plane I, like, recommended. Like, I think he was... Well, we should call it, Adam works for Wing, but also... He's CEO. He, is he CEO? Okay. Yeah. But he's also a, a very much an RC lifer. Yeah. I know him from the Neat Fair, um, but then, yeah, he got into this Wing thing, and he builds the neatest stuff. You've probably seen stuff on Instagram. He makes all the Star Wars things fly. He yeah. takes the guts out of the Ultrix models, the twin motor things, and he makes anything fly, and he's an ace pilot. So, now, pick it up from there. So his, by the way, this is, I'm glad you brought up his Instagram, because I was going to mention it. It's AJ Woodpiece. Yes. Okay, the letter's AJ and Woodpiece. And yes, you need to go to, to look at his Instagram channel, because I think he was, like, asking people for ideas, and I said, you need to make a flying toaster. And he did. I mean, within a week, that guy made a toaster. And not only did he make a flying toaster, but it also serves toast. <laughs> I don't know if he had the toast. Did y'all not see it? No. But when no. he, when in the video that he made, when he did a loop, these two slices of toast come out. <laughs> and, and, and he brought that, and it's not supposed to fly. Even he would say that. This thing should not, it's too much fun to see this thing doing spirals and loops and so forth. But yes, he brought that. Plus, he brought a, not a TIE fighter, but it was, what kind of other? It was a attack fighter. It was a tie advanced, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Or um, yeah, it had the multiple panels. I believe it was a tie advanced. You saw him in some of the old video games and some of the expanded. Yeah, pointy. Yeah, yeah very pointy. But he also brought that that F eighteen. F eighteen. Yeah. He does this with a lot of EDFs. <laughs> He'll get a off the shelf EDF ARF of a military jet. Take the EDF out, and where the drop tanks go, he puts two quad motors, and so the thing invariably ends up being a lot lighter. And then he's got differential thrust he can use. And he goes around 3Ding these yeah. the military jets. It's really cool. That was neat. So, yeah, we got to see him. Yeah. Fun stuff out there. Yeah. And Dan let me fly his Wonder that he built with um, foam board. So it's this basically the Sig Wonder design, but built on a foam board. I think it's great. It's fun. Well, I'll, I'm going to add a little shout-out to all the volunteers that came out there. We had a lot of people from AMA who was out there, you know, signing people up, getting them on the list, and, you know, giving everybody that chance for the experience to fly out there. Uh, but also, and he's not here, he's by upstairs right now, but my son, Austin, was out there, and bless his heart, I kind of threw him into the fire because we knew we needed help out there, and we brought all our tools to help people. That's what he was typically doing in years past, was just trying to help people get started. But yesterday was, man, I kind of feel bad, <laughs> but I was dad, so maybe not. But I actually had to... You know, ask him to volunteer to help out because we were so busy. 
we needed four trainers out there. And he brought out his Aero Scout <laughs> with the wobbly nose gear, <laughs> which was funny. <laughs> and he flew his Aero Scout to train. But then there was another, at the very end, a young lady brought up her T28 Trojan mm-hmm. that she had. And she was needing tools or something like that. And I said, Austin, can you help her? And he said, sure. And so he helped her, and we got her on a flight. And so uh, thanks for my son for, for volunteering and helping out. And I want to mention specifically Jeff. Do you know Jeff's last name? Oh, Lee. Jeff Lee. He was manning the battery charging table, and that looked like chaos nonstop. Cause it's like um, a hibachi table. Do you see it? Like, just throw it over here, yeah. coming over here. Let's smoke. <laughs> Let's smoke. <laughs> Let's smoke <laughs> <a> fire. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because us that were doing the experience flights, we were constantly going in and swapping out batteries. But anybody who brought a charger, they were connected there, too. So he was like, uh, called it, one-armed paper hanger, like, <laughs> he was busy all the One time. Bandit, yeah, that's yeah. a slot machine. <laughs> he would try to charge and uncharge batteries. Yeah, every time I had a battery, he's like, here you go, here's the next one. And yeah. man, he was Johnny on the spot with that stuff. So, thank you, Jeff. All right. Was that all the art? No, he's got the list. Well, actually, actually you segue right into the next the thing. All the right. People we knew. So that's, oh, that's covered that. Yeah, now it's the name dropping section. That <laughs> yeah, was the name dropping. Uh, well, speaking of flying, you've got your own personal flying field of sorts. Oh, partaking in. Oh, especially this yeah, she does. Yeah. Okay, am I supposed to talk about it? Sure, because that's not a secret that we live on a little lake slash pond that's big enough for UMX stuff, maybe slightly bigger. Um, but today we uh, went and played with some toys. We woke up, charged batteries, and went out to the dock. We had an airboat, three D printed airboat. Oh. We played yesterday. Oh, you weren't out there yesterday. You were slaving away on your laptop. I was working here. But we got out my Alpha patrol boat yesterday and played That's right, yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, but today we had the airboat and we had UMX Timbers on floats. Um, my um, W29 float plane. Fitz, go grab that. Let's show that. Yeah. And Get also right Fitz's uh, the twin. Timber. No, Otter. Oh, Twin Otter. Hello. <laughs> his UMX Twin Otter on floats. And make, I, go ahead, make fun of it. No, go ahead, go ahead. His fly is better than mine. Or I just forgot about but it. But it's wonky. Yeah, that's the, the W29. So, yeah, flew this. Fitz and I flew it. I promised it to Lee and then denied him. <laughs> no, Fitz drained the battery. Right, right. <laughs> I did <a> stick it. <laughs> so, and good thing I've got the little John boat for retrieval. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. We've used it twice. Used it to get this one. The battery died, and Austin, and Austin used it. Yeah, he just fell out of the sky. Brown out. <laughs> I heard him say that, and I was like, "I'm waiting for you to make fun of him." <laughs> oh, that's been fun. But so, yeah, it's it's really nice. It's big enough for, like you said, for small to maybe a little bit bigger than small planes. It's yeah. very calm and. Yeah, we were blessed coaches. with a, a calm winds this morning, and yeah, yeah. but a beating sun. Well, well, like, well, we were in a hat. You should you put your hat on. Yeah, we were like, just, you got to wear glasses because it glares off the, the lake, especially when it's smooth. So yeah, I still have my clip on, so I was struggling. Yeah. Blinding. Yeah, I'm with you. It's when cool. it's snow, like when there's a blanket of snow and you fly out there, you cannot fly without sunglasses. <laughs> I, I remember one day I wasn't thinking about it. I started flying. I think it was the twin outer on floats off snow out there. And I was in the air when I realized this, this is not going well. <laughs> the tears coming down. Like Mr. Magoose. I love flying popular place. It was all I could do to get it back on the ground before, uh, before it crashed. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I also want to throw in Fitz. He's like, I want to go out on the boat. Yeah, <laughs> went out on the boat just because. How do you run this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part is, how do you sit in this boat? <laughs> and then we were asking about the mirror, so you end up having to sit backwards in your little boat there. Yeah. We had to get you a nicer boat. Well, well, a center boat. console, very wheel. Well, you can Steam only, boat. <laughs> I was just about to say, you can only have electric power, but I wonder if, if I shovel coal in there. Uh, yeah? What are they going to say? Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just show them. You didn't say it couldn't have a steam. <laughs> they <a> whistle. <laughs> We're going to buy you a captain's hat. <laughs> I will say that's probably the smallest boat on the lake. Most people have pontoon, pontoon boats. Yeah. But it's perfect for retrieval. Yeah, for yeah, RC it, was it was great. Yeah. yeah. And fishing. I, when you guys were still in bed, I didn't want to make any more noise. So I went out fishing. Caught yeah, I saw you. I saw you. Nicole. a picture of you and Nicole out there. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been. Out fishing before that, and when oh, she woke geez. up, she went out there and I caught four yeah. fish. Like, I think 
。シャラブ。あ<笑><笑>、yeah, <笑> uh, just kind of a go back. You were talking about the drone delivery. So one of the things I did see was a company called Whisk. If I remember correctly, they're making passenger carrying drones that are autonomous, and they had a full size mock up of one. I, I think you said they were、uh, test flying. They did. One as well, out, no passengers, but out in the runway. And that was interesting. You walk in, you see this giant thing with, I think it had eight motors, electric motors, and it had four seats inside. You can walk around it and, and had literature. And it was interesting how the front four motors could rotate 90 degrees, I guess, for forward flight or something like that. I don't know exactly how it worked. Well, it also had a pusher in the back. Did it have a pusher? Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get it. Because when it was a pure wedding, that motor was just sitting still.、Uh, so. So that's one of the things you come, you see here is some really unusual and, and uh, uh, interesting concepts. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know the name, but you might nod and, and know the design. But there's this black one that's black and white stripes.、Oh. It's got two fins. So it sits like that. The,、oh, past, the pilot sits in the middle. So it's like this. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about.、Yes. And, and they, I overheard the people talking because I went by their booth. They said the hardest part is taking off because you've got to roll it forward. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of wonky to get started. It's like a landing is easier. Yeah, but they, they did the same kind of thing. They went down the runway, pirouetted,、yeah. came back, and then landed、yeah. last year. And well, in that same vein, they had the jet suits. Or what they call I the missed jet the suits. jet suits, but I heard it. It's like they wear a backpack with turbines on them. Yeah. And、uh, the little ones on their hand, and they take off and they go screaming down the runway and back. So that was part of the air show on Tuesday.、Uh, like the parallel, you know, I think these guys are gymnasts that do, are used to doing the parallel bars. Because、right. you're just pushing down, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but also the fine control here, that's how they steer. So their、yeah. lats must be crazy. This, this is me. Crack! <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> broke a spark. There was a, one other thing I saw that was kind of neat.、Um, it was sort of half built, it, it was all metal. It looked like a little personal jet, but it was quite, it was hard to see the, the exact shape of it. It looked a little bit like, you know what a T7 is, the T7 trainer, that new jet trainer for a. It looked、no. kind of, it looked like it was a jet, but I didn't, wasn't quite clear where the engines were going. Not the Sonics? It wasn't a Sonic, definitely、okay. wasn't a Sonic, but it was all metal. It looked more sporty than a Sonic. It looked like a little, almost like a Russian,、uh, not a Pacfa, but it just was odd looking. I, wanted, I didn't have a chance. I took a couple pictures, but I had to go. But I really wanted to see what the heck was this thing. It was sitting out there. It was partially disassembled. I don't think they had finished building it. But it was just, it just caught your eye. It was like, what is that? Was it in the demonstration area or the swap shop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when it started, it's like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, and you, you touched on something that I didn't see this year. They've been doing in previous years. That's the one week builds. Well, they call them one week、uh-huh. wonders, where they build stuff. So they've done a Zenith here before when I, like, when I was here in 2017. Last year it was a Sonics. And they didn't have it out near Boeing Plaza this year, but there was a place doing auto gyros that were building one、oh, on、wow. site near one of the warehouses. So. You can see that kind of stuff here. Yeah. And now I'm going to jump to another little, it's an off segue, but. Oh, I, I did one thing. Oh, well, inter- thought, go. Go, Fitz. Auto dryer pilots are mad lads. That's all I'll say. I'm a death wish. Those guys are not right. But, well, go ahead. But anyway, go ahead.、Uh, okay, so that <laughs> threw me off. But,、uh, besides the RC flying that we do, Uh, the AMA has a RC simulator trainer that's over by Ultralights. And that's very popular for kids to come in there and fly RC.、Uh, that's usually very busy, very active.、Um, although I don't tend to favor that, I like to go to what is called the Blue Barn. And the Blue Barn is an EAA facility that is basically focusing on EAA chapters and young eagles, trying to get the young pilots you know, in the air. And these. Chapters work on trying to get them into the hangar, learning about、uh, flying. And one thing that the AMA does is work on a build and fly project that's with the EAA where we sell them an LT40, a SIG LT40 kit、uh, that's electric, but we give a huge discount with all the supplies needed to build it, to cover it, to fly it, charger, transmitter. They get a copy of Real Flight. They get a little night vapor, so if the weather's bad outside, they can fly indoors. And it, It's $500. $500 for all that stuff, all the tools, all the glues. And if they want a second kit, it's $400. And they just don't include the transmitter and some other supplies. But going back to the building, this 
this facility, this building, doesn't just focus on that. They are talking about how to build ribs, you know, set up ribs. And, and last year, they actually had a kid, uh, excuse me, a kit, a full-scale kit that these kids worked on, like a, a chapter had. Look at all those rivets. Yeah. Look at all those panels. I mean, that is a lot of work, but it was neat. And they had a little video of all the, you know, the work that they were doing on it and when they actually flew it. Right. So this is, you know, this is definitely a place if you are into aviation, if you want to be a pilot, this is where you get inspired, you know, and even, and I'm talking to both the old and young. Like if you're, you know, if you're 10 years old and you listen to our podcast and you're in aviation, you've got to put this, I mean, this took me way too long to come to this event. I've been, I've known about it for years. I can't believe it was, you know, 2017. It took me so long. Um, but I'm kind of thinking if I had been younger, like, you know, 14, 15 and showed up, I'd probably be flying full scale by now. <laughs> you know, just saying. Yeah. And it's just, there's so many activities. The forums uh, is where you go. The ultralights where you're saying people are selling planes and stuff. I mean, we'll skip the auto gyro guys. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, but it is neat to see the, the passion in everybody when you're walking around and the conversations. Like, again, I just sat down at lunch and we just started talking about flying. You know, people who, South, the yeah. kid from South Africa, his, he and his dad, my, we must have talked for 30 minutes after his flight just to have a conversation. Yeah, people are very personal. Like, when we were, we were up to the guy with the Cessna 195s. Oh, the radios. About, yeah. yeah, we started asking about why, why is there a portal on one side of the aircraft? And he's like, oh, it's with this and that and this and that. And this was why they did it. You know, they, he was willing to you know talk about it very easily. Yeah, for a lot of the interesting planes sitting out there, they're the owners are camping under them or sitting near them. And, yeah, yeah, they pop a little tent there. Excited there. to talk about their stuff. Yeah, yeah what time was, is it? Man, we, and, and it's like we're doing this show right now. I need us to get back over there because I'd like you guys to meet my friend Ross Gresley, who does tours at Vintage. Oh, you found him. Tram, yeah. We were looking for him the other day. Yeah, he's working today. So I said, I need to get you guys because he, he's familiar with all, you know, where the 195s are. He'll just drive you through the tram and does a little speech and tells you the history about everything. So there's right. so much we don't know. Right. So what was the one we found the other day? Because we're in a section where there's just um, Cherokees. You know, and Cherokees are neat, but you know they're a dime a dozen. And then there's this one just polished aluminum, eight cylinder engine in it. Oh yeah, it was like, like a some super Cherokee or something. Yeah, uh, just yeah. oh, and, and it's like one of a kind. I, I, I would off, guess I so, but yeah, so yeah. it had a beautiful um, uh, horizontal post eight cylinder engine in it. Yeah, yeah, Ross would know about it. He yeah, would know. It was all, <laughs> you know, like I said, it was all metallic finish and stuff. And even when I was walking away, another guy was like, "I got to take a look at that engine." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know what? So let, let me add some more advice for this thing. There are trams, colored trams that take you to different sections. Like the red tram takes you to Warbirds. The blue tram, I think, takes you to your vintage, or maybe yeah. yellow does. But there's also a bus that will drive you to the sea base. But my or goodness, yeah, if you're at Vintage and you go all the way down to the bus that takes you to sea base, that is maybe a mile, if not more, with everybody's planes just sitting there for you to look at and cruise. And there, I don't know, did you guys just see a lot of the float planes and the seaplanes that were? Yeah, there was some. There was some there. Yeah, on at the airport, at the not at sea base, but yeah, right. they were, they were, wow, they had one wheels or whatever on the floats and stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there was just some some neat stuff. There was one that was kind of odd. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but look, that's a lot of them. Did we mention there were a lot of planes here? There were a lot of planes. Of course, <laughs> when I see a whole row of long easies uh, uh, set up there, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, see, <laughs> when I came in 2017, it was a celebration of the Cub. Oh, so right. I have this panoramic I took and just walked around. There must have been 60, 70 Cubs where uh, I was standing. So, so oh. They go to fly out on Sunday. Wait a minute. Which yellow airplane is Yellow airplane, turn left. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Not that yellow cup. Yellow cup, wave cup. your wings. <laughs> <laughs> the other yellow cup. Well, that reminds me of one of the incidents that happened yesterday when I was training people. Uh, I was telling the kids beforehand, here's how you're going to turn left when we when I give you the transmitter. I forgot to put it back in safe mode. So I said, okay, give it full left. He did a roll right there, and he got two rolls in before I was able to yank. <laughs> so well, I learned. Then I'll throw myself under the bus. My The reason my Aero Scout, this is my personal Aero Scout, is, is demaged, is that I had a kid flying. He was actually doing pretty well. But I had been turning it off a safe mode because you know how hard it is to turn those suckers. So these, most of these people can fly in the mid mode or, you know, uh, released. And he got it coming down the runway about 10 foot. Then he started rolling. I says, I was saying turn left, turn left. And he got it upside down. And I quickly flipped the switch to safe mode and grabbed the transmitter. And then I realized my plane was flying away and I had no control. And then I looked down, and the switch was off. Oh. And the plane just disappeared into the trees. <laughs> and so it flew straight and level, uh, and it's now over there with a cracked uh, fuselage. But uh, I got it down <laughs> yesterday. Um, but, yeah, those, those little things happen. Yeah. you got to be careful. 
<laughs> okay, so should we summarize? Or is there more on the list? No, that's it. I think we're, we can wrap it up. All right. Airplanes are good. Check. Lots of airplanes are even better. Check. Yeah. RC oh. flying in our scouts, check. Check, yeah. One more thing. Do we want to mention the tweak we did on your airboat? Now that I look at it. <laughs> you want to throw that? Did you tell Fitz about it? <laughs> yeah, he did. He knew. Yeah. Uh, I suspected that would happen. Actually, this is totally unplanned. But so this is a little three D airboat. I'm sure I have mentioned on a podcast yes. in the past. And so uh, I found this on Thingiverse. I'm pretty sure. And so I brought this with me in my car. It's been sitting in my truck. And uh, after I charged a battery, and Terry was with me, I ran it up. The prop was hitting the deck. And the the little mountain here was drooping down. It, it just melted in the garage. So I'm just got a little uh, PSA: if you 3D print a boat, uh, do not leave it in your car. You're not going to say how we fixed it. Oh well, he took the little hot air gun, and I was just and boy, it, it didn't take long because I was like moving it around like that. I could have just aimed it straight up, yeah. uh, made a little helicopter. But no, just take the heat gun and, and rearrange it, and we're back in business. Yeah. A lot of fun out there. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? I do, uh, Curtis, my buddy Curtis from, from the Richardson Airplane Club in, uh, in Richardson, Texas. Uh, he's got a uh, swap meet coming up in a couple weeks. So I'm going to do a shout out. So the uh, Richardson RC swap meet is Saturday, August 19th at the Allen High School. Uh, I usually go every year. I don't think I can go this year, unfortunately, but that's where we've got some good bling yep. last time. In fact, what was the plane I just finished? Oh, um, uh, Ryan got an F-15, the original E-Flight F-15. Oh, the orange. The orange and white one. And surprisingly, that thing flies pretty darn good. And we took it to Camp AMA. So that was a swap meet fine. Uh, but not at the Richardson. I think it was Georgetown. That's where Austin got his $5 Great Plains Spirit, which we just, which I haven't mentioned yet. I just got back from Nats. That'll be another episode. All right. I did a road trip. You did uh, Nats. Uh-huh. What did you do, Fitz? Well, he did. He, he did not go to Italy. Italy. He did not go to. Thank yeah. you for not going to Italy. Did we mention that part yet? The last episode we were saying, "Boo hoo, Fitz won't be here for Oshkosh." Yet he's here. So plans change. Yeah, plans change at the last minute. So I was able to get here, found a, a ticket for a reasonable price, and now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. and I'm your ride home. Yeah, you're my ride home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you get? All we needed to say about the swap meet? That's it. Richardson's. Okay. It's also on our Facebook page, so if you need yeah. a flyer, you can go grab it there. Okay. All right. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast in October, it's over. You missed it. And we'll, we'll tell you about all the stuff we bought. <laughs> or if it's bought. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Had a good time. All right. Yep. Well, yeah, that's our Oshkosh. We could have a whole other two or three episodes on this thing, because it's that big. Well, yeah, we still got a couple more days to go, so we may have a yeah. follow-up on our next podcast. Ron Hall from RC Plane Lab, he's showing up. He's staying with us tonight, so oh, yeah. he and his family will be here tonight and tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Maybe we do another episode with Ron. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, and wild and crazy. I'll be, and you know what? I guess if we do a live show coming up, we can ask people to bring on their questions, like if stuff we didn't answer. Live? From where? Well, when we come back home, when we get back home, oh, we get on StreamYard. Okay. So okay. if we do a live show and people can chat with us and say, hey, you forgot to mention yada yada, okay. then we can address that. I thought you meant do a live show in the next couple of days. No. Like, uh, but, who, but who knows? I mean, there is a actually pretty good signal out there. So maybe I'll grab my phone and we'll just uh, do a quick I, Facebook Live. Yeah. 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 I did a quick live thing for my channel oh. yesterday, and people were saying the video looked good. Video color. All right. Awesome. Well, there you have it. There you have it. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff we want. We'll take notes. Yeah, we'll take more notes, yes. It would be neat. I guess lots of airplanes depart on Sunday. If there's a, a stop motion that just shows the departure at, at that airport, just streams and streams of airplanes. Well, you can go, by the way, you can go online to EAA's website. They do have live webcams that stream to YouTube. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Like four cameras. I actually came across a YouTuber that did that. He showed all the planes taking off, and he had to uh, take a note of their end numbers. So mm-hmm. he put a little... Um, uh, timestamp? No, not a timestamp, but an overlay of what plane it was. Oh, so, oh wow. Uh, this is a 1972, you know, uh, Cherokee. Yeah, yeah. Or, That's like the people who train spot and they go to yeah, the railroad was, crossing. But there was some unusual stuff. So yeah. there's like a couple of planes were like one of a kind or, yeah. that you wouldn't know it. He's like, what the heck is that? This yeah. is a, you know, some weird European plane that you never see. Yeah. It was flying around. So, anyways. I just want to see the ants going out and, and then taking off. Oh, and, you mean the time lapse? Like yeah. A, oh, okay. From like a tower right. or something. That'd be nice if you can ask one of the controllers, can we put a little GoPro time-lapse in the window? <laughs> no, go away, I'm busy. <laughs> that, one last thing, I was interesting listening to the tower talk to the pilots because they were not as, surprisingly not as terse as 
you normally hear a pilot, the, the controller usually it's like, you know, they're speaking in some foreign language for a couple seconds and then they're off. And these guys are actually saying, you know, you know, Cessna 139, turn left to this point. Okay, you're looking good. Okay, now stop. Now land on this, you know, on the red dot or whatever. They were, they seem to be really trying to guide everybody because there's so much stuff going on. They weren't taking things for granted. They seemed to be really holding, holding the pilot's hand more than it. Well, one they, thing that happened this week was a pilot was landing in the wrong direction. Yeah. And they had to wave off several people that were in the pattern. They all did. And the guy, land, the guy didn't even stop. I mean, like, I think they were trying to get him to wave off, but he just came in and landed. Yeah. I don't know if he <laughs> didn't have his radio on or he was just not in the this mood. Airport now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just try and stop me. I'm sure uh, they hate it. Nice <laughs> Look at all those idiots going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Every time I see something like that, I say, we're going to give you a number to call. <laughs> right this hear number that. down. Yeah, you do not want to hear that. <laughs> all right, we'll wrap this up, Fitz, because I think uh, we need to wrap this up so we can get back to right, Oshkosh. Not much I can say. Oshkosh, by gosh, it's been fantastic so far. Looks like we got a break in the weather, so it's going to be a little cooler today and next tomorrow. So, so we won't be sweating as much. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope we will have a bit of a follow-up. Well, by all means, send us any questions or comments at uh, contact at rcroundtable.com. We'd love to hear your responses. And maybe, if we're lucky, we might see some of you out here at the show. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.